What's going on? This is Jayless for the Nick of Time Show. Here, giving you that Nick's talk just in the nick of time. And it's time to talk about the Damian Dotson revenge game. Knicks versus the Cavs. Lots of good, lots of bad, but we're going to talk about it. All right? And today, I have with me Young Prodigy in the making. You seen him on last year's show talking about the Knicks offense. It's a pretty pretty good underrated episode. I must say so myself. Got to check it out. It's my guy. Dallas Ryder from the Strickland. What's going on, Dallas? Um, having a good time. Thanks for having me on. Uh, it's always a always a blast to listen to you guys, and it's always an honor to to pop on. Exactly. We're gonna have you on a lot more this year, man. A lot more. Trust me. Trust me. Big plans. Big plans. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, we gotta talk about it, man. Um, the Knicks lost to the Cavs, 106-103. This is a game that many of us thought that we could win because you know the Cavs were shorthanded. No, no, no Sexton. Sexland is gone. Uh, no Darius Garland. All they had was Andre Drummond, an, a Nance, <laughs> <laughs> and the other cast of characters, man. Uh, tell me what you saw out there in this Knicks versus Cavs game. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, where, I mean, where do you want to start? Do you want to start by talking about, like, individual players, the you whole know game? What? You know what? Let, let, let's, let's, let's talk about... The end, right? I'm, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna work our way to the end, okay, and then go backwards, okay? okay? Because the Knicks were in this game, but there was a lot of errors that happened towards the end. I feel like, you know, threw this game away. One of them being, you know, the clear path foul from Julius Randle at the end was a costly one. Uh, but that that only happened because of a missed kicked ball uh, uh, violation right before. Andre, right, Andre Drummond told his foot. His foot kicked That's the ball true. That is true. It was a missed violation, and depending on how you feel about it, if you're Knicks fans frustrated with RJ Barrett, you're going, "Why the hell would you try that between the leg move when you know your handles ain't right?" That's what some Knicks fans are saying. <laughs> That's what some Knicks fans are saying. Yeah, but, yeah. But you are right. It was a kick ball. But I always wondered about that rule because I thought a kickball is if you intentionally kick it. But RJ kind of dribbled it on his foot. So I wasn't really sure how to even view that non-call, you know? Yeah, that's a great question. I actually don't know the exact uh, exact rule. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm yeah. looking it up. <laughs> but yeah, so... It seemed like the poise wasn't there for the Knicks. That wasn't... The Reggie Bullock steal, which could have sold the game for us, um, didn't go well as well. Man, he made such a great play. And then, and then, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, the, the Knicks, the Knicks had this game in the bag. We were shorthanded. Um, I do feel like. We're still a young team in certain respects, but also in certain respects, we had our veterans in, so you expected a little bit more towards the end. So it was a little disappointing to to lose that game. But you know, on the other on the other side of things, uh listen, I still feel like we've overperformed in the beginning of the season and we're coming down to earth a little bit. So people's expectations are a little bit high. 
So if you're expecting a, a, a polished team to be able to close out games with precision, um, at this point of the season, you're probably going to be disappointed uh, more times than not. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And we're also shorthanded still. Um, I think, I mean, Burks especially. Rivers is important to get back. And, right. But Burks especially, um, because I think he can bump. Somebody needs to bump Alfred Payton out of the starting lineup. <laughs> um, and and I, I mean, I think Burks is a, a possible candidate. Uh, he could also, I mean, maybe take Reggie Bullock's part. But there, we're we're shorthanded for with some some key guys. Rivers is just getting back. Um, you know, Noel and Noel and Mitch have been beat up at different different points. Mm-hmm. Toppin back. I don't I don't really expect Toppin to be much of a plus this year. Just like typical rookie stuff, you know. Right, right. Uh, but still, still, we've we've clearly been shorthanded for for quite a while uh, on the front line, um, especially Frank is out. Yeah. And he'll really, really shore up the defense, I think, when he comes back. Um, yeah. yeah. So there's, there's room for growth. I, I, I agree with you that we, I think we over, we were uh, overperforming expectations at the beginning by a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, I think there's some in-game strategic stuff we can do to, um, to, to be, be a little bit better still. But then just, yeah, there's some players that once they come back, I think they will, Boost, boost the team a little bit, boost our performance. Okay, you know what? I'm going a, I'm to a hold you to that. I'm going to pause on that in-game strategic stuff. I'm going to recap the game, and I'm going to roll right back to this in-game strategic stuff because I know that's what you do. you do the in-game strategic guy. So we're going to talk about that later, right? <laughs> but I want to get into this conversation you talked about, you, you kind of touched on. Is I think every Knicks fan is on the same page now, you know, which is Alfred Payton must not start for the new york knicks anymore i was going to try to leave this conversation for you know another part but it's so triggered because i've been talking about it every recap so far but it's just painfully obvious you know and and even listen even the game i've been i've been touting emmanuel quickly i think i was i think after like two preseason preseason games i was like start the kid start him I know it just started. And then the more the more the season weighs on, you see what Elfa Payton is not doing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's not shifting the defense because, you know, he, he's too ball dominant. He's, he doesn't pass. He had a zero assist game the other day. Uh, Damian Dotson played better point guard than Elfa Payton. He actually had, I think, four assists the last game to, to Elfa Payton zero. Just just for yep. perspective. Don't write off uh, Larry Nance, who who played point guard for a sec too. He <laughs> out, outperformed Alfred Payton in his minutes at the point. Oh. I even saw I saw some Drummond point guard uh, around the back kind Dude, of stuff. Drummond, he might, he might be a better point guard than Alfred Payton. Drummond, <laughs> Drummond at center. If you watch the game, knew enough to drive and pass it to an open teammate. I know, man. Drummond. Ever beaten. Look at Tate and Andre Drummond playing point guard and get some ideas. Please. Yeah. Drummond, he, Drummond has really grown as a passer. I mean, early yes. in his career, he had none of that. But now, I mean, also, I'm su- I was super impressed with his body control. Man, the, the dude is huge. Yeah, he's, a he's got, big. he's like some ballerina feet for, for his size. He's pretty quick, uh, nimble. Um, yeah, and the passing is really impressive given where he started out. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, gave Mitch all sorts of problems. All sorts of problems. But I want to hear and, this. Oh, I was just going to say, like, strategically last night, Thibs, um, so ordinarily, uh, uh, Mitch plays, like, pretty uh, straightforward drop coverage. Yeah. Uh, 
but not last, not last night. Um, he was, so, I mean, ordinarily you're like really stopping penetration. Mm-hmm. Um, especially cause he's playing with Alfred Payton, who's just like, here's the rim. Um, right. <laughs> so, so, you know, um, usually Mitch is having to do that, but I think the combination of playing Drummond, who's a phenomenal role man and them not really having any, um, uh, any of their, their, their guards who could really penetrate, um, Dibs basically had Mitch hugging, um, Drummond really, even on, on like pick and rolls, not really offering help on the penetration or very little, um, and just sticking right on Drummond. Now he's still getting bodied at times, right. but I liked it from a strategic, you know, point of view. Um, you know what though? I kind of feel like it beat him in the ass him because I get, you know, not having to drop to, to recover on the point guards, but yeah. It, just, it seemed like at, at sometimes he was playing up on Drummond so much that Drummond was able to blow by him multiple times. Yeah, so that's that's a really good point. He was uh, there were multiple places times where he was coming almost up to the to the three point line. Right. Uh, where it's like, fine, fine. Don't 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 help off on the penetration. Like trust um, trust your point of attack defenders to handle that. Uh, but you don't have to guard Drummond all the way out there, like exactly. You know, go yeah. back in the paint, and you're, you'll be good. Exactly, like I'm, like because you know the jumper, you know he, he's it's not really there for him like that. Where you have to just hug up on him like that. So I feel like that was a tactical error on or Tibbs or Mitch or maybe or combination. Yeah. Um. You know, outside of the pick and roll, you know. <laughs> so. Yeah. Rough night, like, rough night for Mitch Robinson. I, I, I listen. He's he's had a phenomenal season. I'm not going to bag on the dude. When I say phenomenal, I just mean to the point where you know he he's just grown as a player, setting better picks, um, the rebounding. I mean, I still want to see more defensive rebounding, but yeah. you know the rebounding's gotten better. Go ahead. Well, like- what I loved last night on that specific note is, um, and part of it was a little easier for Mitch maybe because he was hugging. Drummond, mm-hmm. but he was especially like uh rewatch that first quarter, he was boxing out, putting his body on Drummond every single time. Now there's gonna be a lot of um, yeah. you you remember uh you know Nick Nick legend Robin Lopez. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and the dude was a phenomenal rebounder who never got any rebounds. Yeah, right? he and, just he just padded a KP stats. I remember that. Robin Lopez yeah, used to box out, let KP come like and get the rebound. <laughs> and all of a sudden, we're like, ooh, KP is getting 10 rebounds. No, Robin Lopez did all the work for him and he just caked walked. <laughs> That's right. So, so Mitch, like last night, he, I, I didn't actually see what how many rebounds he got, but um, it wouldn't surprise me if it was pretty low. But he was keeping Drummond, at least in that first quarter, off the offensive glass um, pretty, and pretty impressively to me. He was like getting his body into him. And so, yeah, just... The contact parts of the of the game, which he struggled with, setting good screens like you just mentioned, mm-hmm. um, and boxing guys out this year, man, lots of, lots of great. Right, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, the week, the Knicks still lost rebounding battle. I think it was like 40, 48. <laughs> it was bad too. Forty eight to thirty nine. In general, our defense. Um, I feel like we lost a lot of our defense on with rebounding. Most mostly, I feel like you know, and second chance, second chance points as well, eighteen to seven. So you know, go ahead, sorry. Oh no, go ahead. You know what kills me about that? Um, we don't. So like one, like there's a balance, uh, and every sort of every coach that you talk to, you know, is going to emphasize a little bit, a little bit different. Uh, whether you're trying to prevent offensive rebounds, like really crash the defensive glass, mm-hmm. um, or get out in transition. 
Um, well, the Knicks are pretty clearly focusing on, especially with that first the starting unit, crashing the glass because they. Uh, you, I mean, you can just watch it on the film, but also look at the stats. I mean, they're dead last yeah. in in fast break points. Yeah, uh, dead last in the league, um, and that's while being a pretty much. I mean, I think they're um, like 23rd in steals and like 15th in blocks or something like that. So they're, you know, they're like a middle of the road defensive create, uh, you know, creating defensive events kind of team. Right. Um, so you combine that with the fact that they are crashing the glass, the glass hard. Um, so hard. I, it's brutal. It's br- that is just that's like that's almost embarrassing. That's yeah. it's real bad. Yeah, that's the worst. The worst sort of thing going on, I think, with yeah. the team, right? Not, yeah, exactly. You're right. We've had a few zero fast break games too. Just doesn't make anything worse. And for a team who's not really creating um, and in half court sets that easily, you really need those fast break points to kind of offset everything that's happening out there. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We every single time down, we're facing a set defense, pretty much. Yep. Uh, no, and even we're not even getting. It's tough because we don't have anybody who can like shoot pull ups. You know, like uh, yeah. so when. Oh uh, uh, yeah, are you sure about that? <laughs> well, well, when Burke comes back, well, quick, I'm going quickly. Is that who you're thinking of? Mm, then, I mean, you know what? His pull ups aren't that. He's not on some Alec Burks level, but he, uh, yeah. his head fake and go kind of creates opportunities. I'll say that. That's right. That's right. But like I think when Burks comes back, you can do some of those um, like uh, 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 drag screens early in you know early offense sort of right, uh, right. transition kind of things and get pull ups and and just having somebody with gravity like that who can force now with Mitch's screens being a little bit better who can force the big to come up and have to help on the pull up sh- on the pull up three. Mm-hmm. Think about Mitch with someone who has gravity like that who can pull the big. Mitch okay. as a role man. Oh my God! Just throw that ball up. You know what? Let's let's just explore this because okay, okay, because I'm saying put quickly in, and maybe put Alec Burks in 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 Reggie Bullock's spot. That's what I'm thinking. Are you thinking put Alex Burks in as a point guard? Is that what you're saying? Let's pause for a second. This episode was brought to you by Manscaped. All right. Fellas, Valentine's Day is on the way. You want to make sure down there is clean, fair, and square. Manscaped Trimmer 2.0. It does not nick your knickers. It doesn't grab your hairs. It has an LED light. So you can see what's going on down there. It's waterproof. And it's guaranteed to make your lady happy. All right, so definitely pick up the Shrimmer 2.0. And also, my personal recommendation, and Ryan backs me up, the ball deodorant. <laughs> exactly. I've been using the ball deodorant since, even even before this whole sponsorship, I've been using the ball deodorant. It works great. It works well. The ladies, you know, if that moment comes, the ladies go down there and they're satisfied. <laughs> it smells nice and good, so go get you some. Go get <laughs> Go get you some, all right? Yeah. Uh, man, go to manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping with the code KOT, all right? That is 20% off and free shipping with code KOT if you go to manscaped.com. 
And you know what? If you trim down here, send all before and after pictures to Ryan's Gmail account at Ryan. Okay, no, 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 no. All right, never mind. KOT, that is the code. Yeah, it's a it's a good question. So, uh, a lot of it is like so. Quickly, I love what Quickly's been doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm very impressed. Very happy with it. Um, the one thing I just never know about is like uh, development stuff. Like, how much does it? Well, first of all, there's a question like which guys which guys can handle it and which guys will it be good for to right. sort of throw in the deep end. So, like Kevin Knox, we threw him in the deep end year one. I think it was a horrible thing for his development. Like we really screwed up doing that, right? Like we asked him to do too much. It killed his confidence. He was horribly inefficient and he, he sucked butt and he didn't learn anything because he had too many things to focus on. Um, and he wasn't able to, you know, like this year he's made steps, but the reason why is because he's asked to do like two things on offense and very basic things on defense. And he's able to learn because he's able to repeatedly do them over and over and over and over. You know, and he's not able to do too much. Okay. And so he's growing. And then once he gets that, those skills down, you can ask him to do something new. Mm-hmm. Now, some guys like come into the league and they are just capable of handling a lot, right? right? Like John Morant, right? Like you throw him on the court yeah. and he wasn't that efficient his first year or whatever. He could, you know, he, he had a high enough skill set. Does quickly have that? It's also different, you know, playing against, I think he has the confidence, but yeah. playing against first unit defenses, that's going to be a little bit harder. Right. Um, I, I don't know. It's just, I just don't know him well enough. And I, but, but that's the question that I'd be thinking about. I'm not so much worried about like, I I'm with you that him as the point and Burks as um, the two with RJ, the three and Randall and Mitch, that it's going to, that will make that the spacing? offense. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. It's going to be spacing the gravity between Alec Burke, between Alec Burks having to shoot and them have to account for him between them, them, Respecting quickly shot and him breaking down a defense off his head fakes and it's gonna be a lot to deal with. It's gonna. Be- it's, it's funny because that's that's only two shooters. You know? It's like, only two. About, the, we're like, oh my god! If the Knicks oh my god, have two shooters on the team, wow, modern and no, no, it's still not even modern NBA really. It's really yeah, some, not. Some teams got five shooters on the court at the same time. Seriously, man. Seriously, <laughs> a, a man can dream. A man can dream. But I know you know my counter with this. My counter would be, I think, um, I know I do agree with you. Like the defense of quickly so far is still like a thing. Uh, he, he's out of position sometimes on the defensive end. And just the fact that he's, he's not like a, a, a big guard. Mm. You know, he's no. not a big guard. So you saw the last game, right? Because there was a part in the game where, well, first of all, I'll say this. When quickly got into the game at the four minute mark in the first quarter, uh-huh. You automatically saw the difference in the team, right? The ball movement was way better. The whole team just passed better. Um, the defenses weren't sitting in the paint more. Um, everything opened up. And the Knicks yep. ended up taking the lead, right? Second quarter, uh, they took out the, the second unit because the second unit, you know, they they outscored um, they outscored the cast. Second unit, I think it was like 24 uh, yeah, they had this thing like 24-11. Let me double check those stats. But I will say, I will say they, they changed the whole complexion, right? But uh, you also see in the, I believe the third quarter or so, they started to pick on quickly on the defensive end. And I feel like that's when 
the Cavs started to make a little bit of a run. It was like, no matter where it quickly was, whoever had the ball, it was isolating quickly. And then the Knicks ended up having to try to double the help and it created open shots. So I can see both sides of what you're saying. Is he going to be able to handle it on the defensive end full-time? I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure. That might be work in progress. But I just know for me, when I'm looking at Alfred Payton's turnstile defense, uh, non-existent offense, crazy uh, step backs, zero assist games, ignoring people in the corner. Uh, It's just too many negatives for me. Even when Alfred Payton is going to the hole and making his drives, it's it's just too many negatives for me. And as far as Alec Burks being a point guard, I just don't. You know what? I like him as a situational point guard because I've seen what he did last year. But to me, long term, it's, it's more worth it to have quickly here being the point guard over Alec Burks. Yeah. Yeah. Long term, that, yeah, that's what you want. Um, I think quickly is the sort of guy you can really like, can be that. I mean, it's early. It's early. But like that sort of like, if you have a, a big primary initiator, right? You have like, I mean, a Doncic or a Giannis or something like that, that kind of guy who initiates your offense, having quickly as a secondary off the ball who can really space the floor like nobody's business, mm-hmm. um, just knock down shooter, and then uh, is able to run secondary pick and rolls, get into the lane a little bit. Um, that's like, that's the sort of, you know, that's the paradigm that you want, you know? Right. Um, think lo- uh, better better version of LeBron, Mario Chalmers in the on those heat years or something like yeah, that, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Or he's, like Derek Fisher kind of had some of that going yeah, on. You know? He's like, like a little bit more, he can create more than Derek Fisher and those guys. Oh yeah. I don't even, better. I understand what you're saying. Like he's not a pure, I'm a breakdown of defense off my dribble type of guy, but he's not, he's like a, he's like a one and a half. He's not, he's not the, I'm just spot up shoot either. You know, right. He, right. he's somewhere in between where, he can still command something. He can still, I don't know. He can cause. He can. He can call the pick over and make something happen. But as long as you have another initiator, uh, like he, I think he could be that guy on a good team. Um, Absolutely. In the, in the future. In the future. In the Absolutely. Future. I, I yeah. guess for now, to me, is he's the best option of point guard for me. To me, for now, he's for sure the best option. Right. I'm. I'm a thousand percent with you on that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And. Uh, to go back to the stats, fast rate points, Knicks bench points twenty four to six. That we actually we actually won that. We got twenty four. Oh. Yeah, I, I know. Look, look, yeah, fast break points. Fast break points. I mean bench points. I mean bench points. Bench oh, points. Bench, bench points. Bench I was points. like fast break points. Bench points. Like I'm I remember sorry. a few fast breaks, but yeah. that would be like bench points twenty four to six, which which kind of yeah. brings me to another um, area contention from last night's game. Tom Thibodeau's coaching okay my least favorite thing about the whole night mitchell robinson staying in after getting injured Mm. dude could not get up and then limps down the court on the free throw there's a free uh, a foul was called on drummond or uh, somebody fouled drummond so he had the perfect opportunity to sub him out like at least double check triple check make this dude is like i mean in my view mitchell robinson right now is our best like prospect I think he, uh, I, lo- I like RJ a lot. I have, I, there's, I have questions about him still. I have hopes, you mm-hmm. know, I don't, but Mitch is like, I, I feel very strongly that Mitch is like going to be a high value player in the NBA. Um, and 
you can't just throw your best asset asset out there in a season where like, come on. I mean, even if we like, let's say we make the playoffs, right? Like, like we are like the play in game or something like that, which it's, that's still pretty, you know, that's we're, we're right. pushing it. But let's say that happens. I mean, we're not going to, we're not going to go anywhere. This is not the year, no matter what. Right. Like I don't want to see him doing everything to win these like roughly meaningless games. It matters to us when we're watching. We're yeah, like, oh, we it want does. To win. In the moment. And I, get, I get him being in the moment too. Right. Cause like, I mean, I, you know, it's really tough to take that long view when yeah. you're like, Eat. you have to, but come on, it's Mitch. Yeah. And then he kept limping for like the next several yeah. minutes and, and he just, the rest of the game, he did not look himself. I'm like, no, I didn't. And I, I don't care if you have to play, you know, Theo Pinson for 25 minutes. I mean, Noel just, did it right, man. He, he stepped up. He had six blocks that game. He was part of the reason why we even got back into the game in that third quarter once Alfred Payne was out. You know, and yeah. man quickly came in. Kevin Knox came in. Noel came in. Back-to-back blocks. Knicks were off to the races. We ended up, you know, taking over. But, yeah, now, yeah I'm with you on the Tom Thibodeau thing, man. I'm with you on it. Tom likes to win so much that – he he just does it at all costs. He's 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 that guy. If you're like playing video games with him and you're like beating him every game, he's gonna be like one more time, like <laughs> one more, a thousand percent. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. And, and that guy is also me. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> I'm also that one more time guy. <laughs> I'm not a gloater, but I don't like to lose either. But it's a great quality. Uh, <laughs> but maybe it's a better quality when you have a really good team and are pushing for like a championship or something. Facts. And, Facts. and maybe not when you have young guys that you want to preserve for a future championship run. Hopefully. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Hope. I guess my 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 problem with Tom right as of now is he's doing good as a coach. He's developed these guys. You can see these guys getting better game to game. Um, at least the youth are. Uh, but I think he's he leans on the veterans a little bit too much and he doesn't trust he doesn't seem like he trusts anybody outside of you know who he put in charge in front of his face at that day at that time like I'm not sure if he trusts what he sees that's happening in real time and only trusts what he's known of people before they got here which is like the best part of last night's game was the minutes to me. You know? Hmm. Emmanuel quickly played more minutes than Alfred Payton. Alfred Payton only played 20 minutes. Emmanuel quickly played 27. Best part of the night for me. <laughs> you know? Worst parts of the night, Kevin Knox maybe didn't play as much as I wanted to. Well, he's no. been shooting in the 40s from three-point. Like, like, maybe that should change. Like, in, in general, I just want him to adapt to the game better. The, the the fast rate the not fast, fast the bench points right twenty four to six that could have been a lot higher. Um, the Knicks were rolling. The Knicks were rolling in that second quarter. We were we got the lead back, and then he killed. To me, he killed the momentum when he took out all the bench players to put the starters back in. The lead evaporated again. I feel like he killed the momentum, and I think he needs to ride the momentum of the young guys more when they're playing well, especially considering how many minutes the starting unit has played already you know what i mean well yeah there's that and then it's also i mean like a lot of the explanation for it for why that second unit does well is that it's just a lineup that makes sense yeah <laughs> uh, the first unit does not make sense at, at all. all not even a little you have 
legitimately with the way Reggie Bullock is shooting, I mean, he still has some gravity. Guys are going over screens on him, mm-hmm. but it's you've got basically five non-shooters on the floor. Yeah. Uh, and it's just it doesn't make any intuitive sense. But then that second unit, you've got uh, all spacers. I mean, yeah, you got floor spacers. You've got some guys who can legitimately penetrate a little bit mm-hmm. uh, with Rivers. He's got really quick first step. Uh, and then quickly, who's uh, doing excellently. Um, you have a shot blocker at the right. On, right. They're a little on defense, but it's like the lineup isn't like it intuitively yeah. makes sense. Where that first unit, it's like, man, this is just not. If you're like thinking of how to put a lineup together, and you're like, what, what would I like if I could just have any roles I wanted? What rules would I put on the court? And not even like think of who the players are. This is like the very last one in the entire deck. Where you're yeah, like, absolutely. Oh, five, five <laughs> non-shooters yeah. where the one does not relocate or uh, make quick decisions, mm-hmm. uh, where he can't shoot worth shit, where the four can't shoot, he's your best. It's just, oh, it's a whole it's yeah, a, whole, it's a whole cluster. It's a whole cluster. I, I, I think he's terrible for RJ and Mitz. It's bad for both of them. For yeah, the it's terrible for everybody terrible for involved. involved. <laughs> it's terrible sure. for everybody involved. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But somehow, especially- somehow Randall is still... Despite he's <laughs> despite that, my guy still had what twenty eight points that game. Twenty eight point six rebounds, six assists. Has been having a good season so far. Uh, even though he it seems like he's starting to taper a little bit, but even his taper is not really tapering. You know, he's still twenty eight point six rebounds, six assists. And I keep I saying this: imagine if he actually had people to pass to who can shoot. That assist, I feel like that assist number will go way up. It'll be like. Steady at seven right now. I think he's at seven or six point nine, but I feel like um, it can threaten to be eight. Just oh, easy. And just imagine if uh, even more so um, is the 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 space he'll have as a result. Like right now, teams are um, happy to double him because I mean, like, what do you want? No literally, the only consequence is um, when. Uh, RJ cuts. Yeah, when RJ cuts, which he hasn't been doing as much lately. He came into the league doing that. Yeah. But when he cuts, there's some chance of... But even so, you already have... If you're helping on Randall, you're doubling him. um, And you're probably helping down into the paint off like Alfred Payton. So like, you already have the paint clogged. So even if he does cut, it's not like you're going to have to lay up. Exactly. You're not giving up anything by doubling him. Yeah. Um... And the poor, the poor dude is like, I mean, still the fact that he's he's performing the way he is, it's just yeah. Which is, and you know, and we'll talk about RJ this right now too, because RJ Barrett had twenty points, three assists, four rebounds, and I think part of the reason why is um, he was hitting that corner three, you know, he was hitting that corner three because, like you said, uh, you know, I've seen games when when um, Randall passes out to the corner after being doubled and mm-hmm. the team just recovers you know usually the double you're supposed to create an offensive advantage when you have a double and right. he's being double he's doing the right basketball plays kicking the ball out and he's either p- kicking out to Peyton who misses it kicking out to RJ who misses it or kicking out to Reggie Bullock who doesn't make a quick enough decision all the time sometimes he does sometimes. I actually I like I like Reggie's decision making to be honest mm-hmm 
It's Alfred. Alfred, he'll catch, he'll catch the ball wide open in the corner, and then he'll just sit there and like he's like he could swing the ball, he could attack the right. open floor because there's nobody on him. And what he'll do is he'll put the ball on the floor and dribble like just back and forth, back and right. forth, and the, re- you know, and like, the defense resets. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then he waits for Randall to come and set a screen for him or something. He's like, well, you ju- now you got to try to create a new advantage. You already had one, man. Exactly. RJ at least will shoot the three. Um, and then Reggie makes quick decisions. I I don't think they're always the. I mean. I, I don't know. I like Reggie as a decision maker. Yeah. Uh, I I do sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes maybe it's because the shooting isn't going like I want it to. That um I'm I'm frustrated with when he doesn't shoot it and he holds it and the resets. Maybe that's what it is for me. But um yeah. he doesn't make bad decisions. Well, except when the game is online, he seems to choke a lot. But <laughs> for three quarters, <laughs> for three quarters, he doesn't make bad decisions. But man, he went from hero to goat real quick last night. Yeah, for real, real quick. But I will say this: RJ Barrett, twenty points, three assists, four rebounds. Um, I liked what I saw from RJ for the first time. Not for the first time for a few games. Uh, it's you know, it's something. It's something to be said because the Knicks haven't been practicing a lot, and they've been home lately. And I think the shots have been going up more at home. They have more time to practice. And I think that has a lot to do with why quickly and RJ shooting has been a lot better. I was actually listening to somebody else's podcast. I think it was JJ Reddick's podcast. And it's something to think about. They were talking about how your rhythm is thrown off because of this new um, COVID protocol. Where when you're in an away team, they, they have a process where they have to test you. Right. And then you're not allowed to be on the court until you get your negative test back. And if you don't get your test back in a certain time, you're not allowed to like do your normal routine of warm up, shoot around and things of that nature. So not only are you not, you know, shooting into 2 a.m. to get your shot right. If you're in away games, you're just you're just going on the court like tight, no warm ups. And hoping to see, hoping everything goes right. Uh, so something to think about looking, thinking about going forward, looking to the season um, to see if these guys are shooting better at home than away, just because they have more time to put up shots. That's really interesting. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think there, I, I'm trying to remember. I feel like I've heard or read somewhere that there's already a slight home bump because guys, you know, like you're used to the backdrop kind of thing mm. that you're shooting against where like every other stadium is a little different. You're, you got to sort of adjust what you're looking at, what you're looking for, uh, your points of reference or whatever. Mm. Um, but for home court, you like, you shot so much on that court that you sort of have the interesting the perception, that sort of thing. Um, and I think some people were talking about like in the bubble, why shooting was hot. They were suggesting it was because of, like the smaller stadiums, like better backdrops and stuff for shooters, like better, better oh, wow. giant stadiums, um, which apparently you see in like NCAA stuff too. Like before, before the NCAA tournament, people shoot way better. And then you get in the tournament and they shoot worse. And the speculation is that it's because of the you now. You you're, you're, you you're not used to. Mm. Uh, so I, I think there's already a home, a home bump, but I'd be really interested to see if it got, if it got bigger. That's I, yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Me either. Yeah. That's shout cool. out to Reddit and those guys sometimes yeah. get that, that, that insight of actual NBA players. Like, Oh, I never even thought about that. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, what do you think about, because, so I'm going to say this in general, 
there's people who are already out on RJ Barrett. I'm gonna keep saying it. Um, be a little bit patient. And you know, I'm not saying he's gonna be a super duper all-star, but I think he'll be, he's definitely gonna be a functional NBA player. He has a chance to be one. I'll say that he has a chance to be one, not saying it's guaranteed. Uh at least, you know. But uh and it all really depends on the shooting. As you can see yesterday, the shooting kind of you know, it made him look a whole lot better. Decision making will get better. I, I feel like all that stuff is gonna get better. He has to work ethic where all that stuff will get better. Um, but don't I don't I wouldn't be on the RJ's a bust game when he dropped 20 points, three assists, four rebounds at 58% field goal position. Just because you know he had a turnover in, in a weird time of the game. Like we've been we've we've been on RJ for not hitting free throws and he hit four clutch free throws. Been on him about not hitting his jump shots, and he's hit all the damn jump shots in a close game. So, you know, still a young kid. Let's praise him for that. You know, still be critical, but don't throw the baby with the bathwater type of thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm not – I mean, I'm totally on RJ's going to be a functional NBA player. Uh, yeah, that's – I mean, I think he already is a functional NBA player. He's like uh, – like, I can – you can imagine him being like – you know, a seventh man or something on like a really excellent team this year. He's not, he's not like, you know, now obviously you want him to eventually be better than that, but right. that's a functional, that's a functional NBA player. Um, he, and a, he'd be a good seventh man, you know, like he's a solid defender, um, not a great defender, but he's improved on help defense a lot this year. And he's got, he's got just a ton of room for growth in my view. Um, like, I don't know. I, I, I'd never try to predict shots because I mean, I just, I don't know. I don't know anything about it. Um, it's, and it's also, it seems hard, uh, <laughs> real yeah. hard. you know, like some guys just take these shooting leaps and you're like, what the, like, you know, like, yeah. Uh, where did that come from? He's like, Oh, now all, oh, now you're just Jason Kidd hitting three pointers now. I mean, you didn't do it for like six years of your career. Okay, cool. And then some guys just totally forget too. You're like, wait, what just happened? Like, uh, <laughs> Like Giannis, he like he was shooting reasonably, not great, but then all of a sudden, then he had just what's happened now? Um, yeah. I don't know. Like it's free throws and shit. Uh, anyways, uh, so I don't try to predict. So I don't know what's gonna happen with his shot. But like as a finisher, um, I think he has a lot of room for growth. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not. It's not like it's it's very accessible. He's strong enough that um, I think with like he has a lot of problems. So his his biggest problem is that he can't um elevate through contact right you right? usually go he tries to go through people most of the time guys go through people because he just can't get up in 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 close quarters he doesn't have good one foot lift he he just doesn't but um he's big enough and strong enough that if his footwork improves um i really believe he could be an efficient finisher because he can get like i mean we can even you even see it with like a classic case is like goran Dragic. Yeah, like that little that little dude is not that strong. I mean, he's strong, but he's not. He's little, right? Like he's right. not RJ strong by any means. But he was able to, and he cannot. I mean, Drogic, especially these later years, he doesn't have any lift, man. Um, not no. he's like he barely get a sheet of paper under him, right? Right. But he's a great finisher, and yeah. the way he does it is, um, he's got incredible footwork, and he's so good at getting his shoulder into the defender, yeah. pushing them off balance. And then finishing when he doesn't have to worry about uh, about the block, right? Um, and RJ hasn't quite his footwork um, when he gets deep into the paint um, isn't quite there. Now part of it is like he's running into multiple guys, multiple bodies. Yeah, in there. I was about to say that. Yeah. 
Um, but still, his footwork, he's got a lot of lot of a lot of room for improvement there. Um, and that's not like to me shots. I'm like, I don't know how to predict this, but like RJ's a hard worker. Yeah. All you got to do is get in the gym, and it takes a it surely takes a lot. But like guys learn footwork all the time. Um, I have no doubt at all he can get that part down. Um, yeah. Yeah. I th- I think every time I think about RJ and his projection and is he going to be this or that, I always go, he's a hard worker. I, I, I bet my money on hard workers nine times out of ten, you know? So every time I see something, I'm like, oh, I don't know. I just I just bet on the character and go, all right, I, I feel like he'll at least be baseline this if he's made aware of the problem because I know he's going to work on it. And... And I can see evidence of that even this year. As horrible as he's shooting, I just keep looking. He's just keep looking at the free throws. The free throws have gone up from last year. Um, and I'm looking at the results of the last few games, you know, and I see it's on an uptick. And as far as your finishing thing goes, too, I, I kind of wonder how agile he is to, because, you know, I think that's part of his problem, too. Like, he has the body um, and the strength to go through people, but I'm not sure if he... I guess it goes a little, I guess it goes hand in hand with footwork, you know, like it, it goes hand in hand in footwork, how agile you are to kind of contour and get the right angles and right advantage, um, putting your shoulder in front of the people to, yeah. to finish through contact, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Another thing he does, I just, and this might be really, I mean, I don't know, maybe not agility, but like he doesn't have, it's like, well, it's, it's like related there. Some of it's footwork, but some of it's just like he doesn't have a lot of natural shake or like. Yeah. You what, do you, what do you call that? The, the hip twitch? What do you yeah. mean? <laughs> I mean, yeah. So his, his like when he drives, so much of it is he takes these like big rounded, like, you know, like he comes around a pick and roll and he's, he's like. Oh, he's not tight. Yeah. Yeah. He's like taking, he's taking country roads instead yeah. of taking like New York City or you yeah, know, straight, straight line. Straight yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and part of it's because he can't get by his guy quickly, so they can force him off his line. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so and a lot some of it's footwork too, um, and then some of it's just natural lack of shake. I think. Good points. Uh, yeah. Good point. Good point. All right. Yeah. I think we covered everything that we can talk about with this game, unless I'm forgetting something. I got I got one thing. What you got? So, all right. Tell me how this works. Okay. So Nerlens Noel mm-hmm. literally has the worst hands I've ever seen on offense. On offense. Yo. I've seen a man with worse hands. But wait, wait, wait. Mitch is I, up there, but go ahead. <laughs> but on the other hand, I have never seen a man with better hands on defense. That dude's hands, he finds the ball no problem. Like, Dude. His hand coordination has to be incredibly elite but he just to- so totally loses it on the other i do like it doesn't I, make two plays come to mind as soon as you say it <laughs> basic who passed in the ball when we was at half court we were taking the ball out of half court and nerds the well was like right in front of the inbounder the inbounder passes the ball and he bobbles it and it's a fast break. It wasn't even like an unforced, it was like an unforced turn. It was like, oh, the defense just pressured him. And no, he just couldn't catch. Yeah. <laughs> Not on the yeah. move. Standing it's still. 
Basic, the ball. Uh. basic, basic four-year-old on their hand. Call, but you get to the other side of the other side of the court, and like, man, I've never seen a dude poke the ball out of guys' hands from behind. Uh, <laughs> every single, it doesn't matter what. Yeah, it doesn't matter who has the ball or where it is. He's like, he's getting the low ones. He's caught blocking them from behind, poking it out. He's just like constant, and the hand-eye coordination for that is just has to be incredible. Did you Which see? it doesn't make sense. It doesn't because this is hand-eye coordination. Did you see the block that he had with with Javale McGee when he jumped? How the hell did he when even he jump back? out that? Yes, he jumped out. He jumped so quickly. He said, "Screw my life. I don't need this body." Jumped up as high as he could, blocked the ball falling backwards. Didn't brace yeah. himself. Oh, I was worried. I was worried he got hurt. Yeah. But he he still came back. Mitch was down that game, so I guess he felt like he he was compelled to come back. But yeah. that was that was like top ten blocks of the year. He almost died blocking that game. Yeah, that was like usually it's like dunks that put people on posters. That was a block that put someone on a poster. That like was insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, but you're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. New Orleans Noel's. I don't know, man. That guy's the enigma. That guy's the, the only, enigma. The only thing that could maybe make sense is if he like has the weakest hands in the world. Like, just, like, no hands. So, like, when he's out there, he can get his hand on all the ball, like, the ball on defense. Right. But, like, then he has to grip it. And he's like, oh, I can't. Do you, I do you, do you think he has small hands? He's like Trump hands or something? Maybe small hands. <laughs> we could probably go, yeah. We, we could probably go look at the, like, drafts measurements or whatever. You got um, pterodactyl, uh, we call it Tyrannosaurus Rex hands. Got some Trump hands. <laughs> Man. <laughs> <laughs> August. Yo, shout out, yo. Shout out to Noel. Had a good game. Six block game for New Orleans Noel. Kept us in the game defensively. Uh helped us get the lead back in the third quarter. Um Seriously. Yeah. I need you to do that more more uh, consistently though. I thought you was about to take Mitchell Robinson's um starting job for a second. And then I was like, <laughs> no, 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 Mitch can keep it. <laughs> Mitch can keep it. Mitch can keep it. <laughs> that, that would be making the, the starting offense somehow even worse. If you put Noel in. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, right. Chris Paul made that guy look good, man. I'm telling you, he had a nice ear. Chris Paul makes everybody look good. He's like, yeah, that guy's like, you know, hot sauce. Put that on everything. It tastes better. Chris Paul, <laughs> he's like my favorite non-Nick. I love watching him play, man. I oh, yeah. Him. Me too. I'm not going to lie. I was studying him when I was playing ball a bit more. Because, mm. you know, not the smallest, not the tallest or quickest. He, hmm. Everything with him is shifty angles and 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 reading and reading. Yeah, man. Chris Paul, man, for sure. He's got that uh, like grandpa got your nose kind of energy. You know? like, <laughs> got your oh, nose. He's definitely the YMCA got your nose guy. <laughs> yeah, like so, there's some things he does where like the defenders are just like, what? Like, huh? He definitely yeah. didn't blow by me. Like, how did he by me? Uh, but he does it. Exactly. He's got tricks, oh, man. man. Uh, but they're not flashy. He's got no, tricks, but it's not flashy. Not flashy at all. Not flashy. At all. I love it. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Shoot. Well, thanks for yo. Thanks for dropping by, guys. I'm putting this up ASAP, Rocky. It will be up today. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for talking, Nick's Definitely gonna have you on the program some more. Uh, should have some content coming out. Future, future, future. future. So watch yeah, out yeah. for that, Knicks Nation. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. So, you know, let them know where they can find you, Dallas. 
Uh, yeah, I once in a while I write some stuff for the Strickland. Uh, sometimes I tweet from their account too. Uh, or yeah, I guess our our account. It's you know who got, got that. <laughs> so follow the Strickland, and then um, at Dallas Amico underscore is my personal handle where I'm at more frequently. So all right, cool, cool. And you know where to find us, man. You can find us at the KOT Show on Twitter, the Nick of Time Show on Instagram, Nick of Time Show on Facebook. Also find us on the Nick Show.com. Right? You can see our blogs. You can see the merch. You know, we got Kevin Knox merch, you know. Skin hot right now for Kevin Knox. You might want to pick that up. Yeah. <laughs> might want to pick that up. Wasn't popular last year when I made it. This year might be different, right? <laughs> <laughs> you got Kevin Knox merch. And more, uh, probably, should probably do some more KOT hats coming soon. Definitely look out for that. And yeah, that's it. That's it. You know, shout out to all the guys. Shout out to all the writers to Rob, Mikey, uh, Ken, uh, Jeff, Ryan G, who's also in the pod. Shout out to Edson. Shout out to Kathy. Shout out to everybody. It's KOT Squad Fritz. Shout out to everybody who, who contributes to the KOT Nation, man, and, and helping everything go strong, man. Shout out to you guys. And shout out to Dallas, of course. <laughs> of course, of course, of course. Come on the show. We'll have you many more times. All right? So that is our show. Tune in next time. We're going to be doing these recaps a lot more often. So definitely check us out. All right? Peace. New York, New York, big city of dreams. New York, New York, big city of dreams.